In a world of uncertainty, one thing is for sure, cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13th, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, LLS, will host a trailblazing event, big virtual climb sponsored by AbbVie, to support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and its first-in-class patient education and services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Step up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or 1,762 two steps inside or outside on stairs on the road on your treadmill doesn't matter just climb your way up join us for an opening ceremony and then take on your climb with our heart pumping playlist join us on june 13th from coast to coast as we come together to climb conquer cure register at lls.org slash big climb climb those steps people Yeah, Dave, any GOAT convo that doesn't start with Tim Duncan isn't worth having. I wrote, Tim Duncan once owned a GOAT. How's that? (laughs) Once? What happened to the GOAT? (laughs) Probably 80. He Caribbean. That's racist, Swaz. GOAT GOAT is delicious, Swaz. This is one of my favorites. You know. (laughs) Delicacy. Yeah. You know, there's actually a grocery store. So HEB is incredible. It is the best grocery store I've ever had access to and there's an heb that has for like goat always on uh in stock it's amazing it's delicious and in new york you can go to the live pool like they have the live poultry spots which also some of those live poultry spots which is usually ran by indian homies um and they'll have like you know live goat and you can get you a fresh goat bro like it's different mm-hmm. than when you freeze it up and it goes through shipping and all of this. Like, you kill that thing and eat it the same day. It just tastes different, man. It's just well, that's all, all meat, right. man. If you don't age it, it's it's like beef is what we would call gamey if it doesn't age at all. With chicken, you want to eat it like immediately. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't want to age. Yeah, yeah. You're not aging. You age beef. Chicken. That's the deal. You age uh, red meat. You don't necessarily like oh. pork. Unless you're doing like a ham and you're gonna age it that way, no. But but red meat, you yeah. I mean, age. The be- best fish I ever had was in Cabo. Caught it like two hours later. Ate it, mm-hmm. uh, Dorado, and it was like seriously the best fish of. Uh, you know what, man? Uh, have you ever been out on a boat like like in the ocean and fished? Yeah, that's where I caught the Dorado. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought I didn't know if you did it. I didn't know if it was surf. But so you pull the fish into the boat and then literally. Get your ceviche going right there. Just eat it raw. I'm just going to bite the head off of it. Don't even put the, the fish on ice. Lock it in! There's like someone drilling next door to me right now. Can you hear yeah. it? Congratulate them on the set. This is the basketball buzz. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Logic and reason. With Zach Harper. Oh, man, if you put Gordy in Atlanta, we can kiss Waz goodbye from Los Angeles. <laughs> Big Waz. Christine's beautiful words about pop are the best advertisement for the CIA I've ever heard in my entire life. Funny, I've seen the machine in the basement of Madison Square Garden turning out $100 bills. <laughs> yeah, this isn't for we. This is a you know, Lifetime Achievement Award right now. That he's I've been wanting to say that for a long time. South Pole Rise again. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you what I think. I, I don't think it's inconsistent. You've been popped, right? Y- yes. <laughs> he may have big bones, but he doesn't have big meniscus. What? Why would I wear pants or shorts or anything? Everyone does well when you have good results. Produced by Jade Hoy. Everybody knows if you go back in time, don't do anything. The ramifications can be quite severe. A journey which along the way will bring you new colors, new dimensions. New day, what's up, buddy? Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Back to Back Podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. That's Mo Dakil, the mustachioed one. We've got Dave Dufour. We got Wazi Lambray. We got Jade Boy pushing buttons, and we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. I made some people angry on the internet this past week. I'm gonna make people even angrier on the internet, but we'll get to that in a little bit. First, we've got some reporting. Uh, this is our first week. Well, I guess we could talk about shitting on Lance Armstrong if you want, but we, this is our first week on the buds in a while where we're not talking about the last dance. Yeah, I don't think Lance's game. I don't think it would translate to today's NBA. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> 
what what is that Lance thing? It's on it's on ESPN. Yeah, I think it was ESPN's documentary Sunday Night. Right, it's a two parter. I think that's next. I haven't watched it yet, but I it's saw a, some. Yeah, saw they some have clips. a second part on uh, this coming Sunday. It's the uh, it's four hours. It's like two hours Sunday and then two hours again this next Sunday. Swindler Lance Armstrong. I hope oh, I hope we're all over this guy. I'm so <laughs> done with him. I'm so retroactively done with him. First of all, cycling. <laughs> You're really going to try to just piss everybody off. Yeah, what are we doing? All right. What are we doing here? All right, cycling. You know what you you know what the issue is? Is that I drove up to Mount Wilson on Saturday uh, or Sunday? I don't know. One of these days I drove up to Mount Wilson, uh, which is like, you know, not that far, but it's a it's a you know, maybe an hour drive from a forty five minute drive from from where I am and go out there, get a little little peace and quiet, get a little nature. And there are these cyclists going up the mountain but they don't stay to the right they don't stay to the side they're in the in the road and it's just a two lane so you can't pass them because you got cars coming the other way you're not a car buddy (laughs) you're not go to the beach go to a track go do something but quit biking up the mountain i'm trying to go to yeah i blame lance I, I just know that cycling is a bigger deal in, in Europe than it is over here, and so they I just chalked it. it up to yeah, that's cultural. I don't, I don't understand every single culture, Zach. Even though I'm a cultural anthropologist, might need to work on that. There was we found we found Waz's yeah, blind spot cycling. here. In the cycling culture in Europe. Oh man. <laughs> Can't understand the European cycling culture. You're gonna, we're gonna have to get the athletic to send you to like Basque Country, <laughs> in in Spain, so that you can really get a get an eyeball on this. Oh my God! Please send me to Spain. <laughs> the only the only thing I remember about cycling is the Kevin Costner movie from like was it like the 80s or 90s where he was a cyclist. That's the only real cycling. You think it dances with wolves? <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> no. no. Okay. <laughs> or. Do- I think that was a uh, field of dreams. Yeah. Actually, is yeah, field of dreams. The dream was. Well, I, I, wish I take these, it. These cyclists weren't on the mountain as I'm trying to drive. I take up baseball it. in the same way I take cycling. So it's all the same. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, we may get. Uh, speaking of not having sports around, we may have basketball back soon in the next week to three weeks. We're going to get a decision from the NBA. I think we're all pretty confident that the decision is going to be to come back. We're going to go to Disney World. Well, not us, but they're going to go to Disney World. They're going to have a pseudo bubble, which I don't think is a bubble if you can go inside and out of it. But what do I know about bubbles? Uh, and we're going to get anywhere from 16 to 30 teams back into the mix. Uh, Shams Charania and Sam Amick have done a ton of reporting on this in the last week. Shams Charania had the GM survey that was sent out uh, with a lot of different answers on what it could look like coming back. And so, Dave, like, I'm 100% confident at this point. I was very pessimistic for a while, but I'm 100% confident we're getting the season mm-hmm. back. I am very pessimistic that we're going to finish the season because it doesn't sound like they are going to be able to make the necessary precautions. There's a lot of concessions being made. But let's say let's say it's coming back, and let's say we're getting a playoff scenario. What do you think is for the league and I let's let's take the health part out of it which I know is a crazy thing to say but let's say right, like all right, right they figured out the health part of it not all 30 teams are coming back but they're going to get some kind of system do you want 1 through 16 playoff seeding and just get those teams back into it do you want a playoff plus situation do you want to play in tournament what are you looking for well what i want in general is the 1 to 16 with no conferences I find like I I struggle with the idea that we can just change the rules in the midst of a season, right? If this is still the same season, I I think you just do it the way you would have done it if we didn't have this break. And I know that a lot of people see this as an opportunity. Well, let's try new stuff. I just want to see them be able to do this, period. You don't need to go out and experiment and in particular changing the actual rules of of the NBA, because you had this time off. It just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. If you want to experiment, I mean, just, you know, do that next season. I, I just well, don't see well, how you can justify saying, okay, listen, I know we were playing under under one set of rules. I saw some analytics guys saying, well, you know, reseed teams based on SRS, strength of schedule, what? all these other things. Like, no, I think wins and losses is the right way to go. Keep the Keep the rules the same. It just doesn't make much sense to me. That you would say, all right, we're going to throw out how we would do this, and we're going to do this new thing. I mean, like, 
I want. I, well, I think uh, a playoff play in. I'm not a big fan of that in general. I hate um, that idea in general. I gotta yeah, say, yeah. Like, I cannot. Say, but but I will. Like, say, I will say this: Dave. the play in is called the regular season. Right. Play yourself into the. <laughs> you have two games to play your ass into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I I will say this: like I do think I I disagree with you on this because I do think if any if there was any time to do this and, and I don't I don't say like your I don't think your logic is is wrong or like you you have good reason with what you're saying. Yeah. I do think though, like if there was any time to experiment wouldn't it be now because we don't like we don't know how this thing's going to be judged in the first place right like whether I a champion's going to be accepted as a real champion yeah i think the 1 to 16 seed is it's not that's not the worst change they could make let's right. just put it that way yeah, yeah. uh and they would keep the east and west so your 16 teams is eight from the east eighth and west so that's not the wholesale change that i would want in a in a potential reseed scenario that one is uh, definitely, I'm a, I'm more amenable to that. I'm sure teams even are a little bit more amenable to that. I mean, if you're the if you're the 16th worst team in the playoffs, you're probably not getting out of the first round anyway. Who cares if it's Milwaukee or you know L.A. that that's beating you? Um, I, I think that, it, but when you look at the one to 16 seeding, it winds up being Brooklyn and the Lakers as a first round matchup. So what if what if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving decide to come back, and I, I don't think they're going to, but what if they did? Now, yeah. all of a sudden, the Lakers, who worked so hard all year to play, you know, Memphis, have to play this team that might be stacked. I mean, I, I guess I gotta it, say, it, it could be I, that for anybody. Though. Yeah, I got to say, like, Mo, I am secretly, well, not even secret. I'm open about it now. I'm hoping the Rockets win the whole thing. I think there's nothing funnier to me that one, we don't know how we're going to deal with this season in the champion anyway. Right. Especially if it's a truncated playoff system. But so one, I don't, we don't know how we're going to handle like, is this a real champion or whatever? But two, if the Rockets did this, people don't know how to deal with James Harden anyway, in terms of like what they think about him. Right. Or he's just very polarizing. We don't know collectively how to deal with them. So there's nothing funnier to me than the Rockets coming out of this, the champions and everyone going, I don't know what we do. Well, it's, what's great about it is because the Rockets have history of trying to devalue other people's accomplishments, like Giannis yes, and, winning the MVP. And this would be, <laughs> this would be their, their third champion in an era where we're like, I don't know, guys, because the other two happened when Michael Jordan wasn't really around. I know he came back, but he wasn't really Michael Jordan yet again. And so, like, some people are like, well, would they have really won those if Michael Jordan hadn't retired? Like, this would be perfect. It would be kind of funny just in that sense of just being able to throw it back in their faces going like, well, you know. Kind of just a truncated season, all that yeah. stuff. Ah, you know, I, I, yeah, you know what doesn't count, kind of thing. Like, it was just well, then we'd get the report saying it actually counts as yeah, two. That's what I was gonna right, say. Yeah, you be know, they, just you know, Maury would figure out a way to get on ESPN and Fox and whatever, and be like, no, actually, we won the hardest championship ever. <laughs> like, this is well. Let me put it to this: would be great for Brody and the beard. I would. Sure. Yeah, that's that's what we're worried about the most. This that's what I'm worried about the most. On the Podcast Network. <laughs> um, I uh, yeah, like I especially you know I'd kind of been thinking about that a little bit, but was like as I was seeing the the stories and the photos of James Harden and how he's been working out and everything, I was like, oh yeah, give me this chaos 100. <laughs> like I need James Harden winning a championship this year just to see how everyone melts down. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's he's turned into skinny James Harden. He looks like he hasn't been eating. Period. Like that picture of him coming down like, a mountain. I was like, like whoa, the, this is this is like looks like the clubs got shut down. Right. James Harden. That's what it looks like. <laughs> did, any, did anybody get Moses vibes? Did anybody right. get like coming down from the with the beard? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I I was like, wow, yeah. <laughs> we got religious. But you know what I've been thinking about is. If they go straight into the playoffs, I wonder how that's going to affect guys to go straight from whatever they've been doing at the crib. And I know guys are fronting like they're working their asses off at the house. Right. To playoff level intensity, like, that makes me kind of nervous. And I wonder if they're going to do actually, you know, seven-game series across the board. Like, part of me is like, couldn't we just use this as an opportunity, especially since we're trying to avoid – Labor Day weekend when the NFL starts back up. Can we use this as an excuse to just go back to five game first round? Wouldn't that just be so nice? How about, how about three, five, seven, seven? Yes. I, think, three, five, I love seven, that. Seven. I think, that, I think 
I just think we're, they're not going to do that because they want to try to make this a legitimate champion unless the Rockets win, right, Zach? Um, but they they want it to be a legitimate champion. So, you know, any anything that they can say that's different. So even if it's just the first round where it's, you know, five instead of seven, which I agree with you guys would be more fun and all of that. They're going to somebody's going to be able to say like, well, they didn't have to win 16. You know, it's it's, it's just those kinds of small things, which is why I think they want to stay with seven, seven, seven and seven. But the thing was, too, I'm with you on. I think they got to play a couple of games before they just go into the playoffs, whether they count, whether it's regular season or something. You can't regular season basketball is hard enough. Playoff basketball intensity is another level. Like you can't just dump these guys in like that. You're going to have so many strained hamstrings and things like that. Last year, here's the the one problem though. Playoffs, like all he did was like literally just run after a ball and he freaking pulled the whole muscle in his leg. Like, bruh, (laughs) it's something to think about. (laughs) Well, I think that that's why you're, you're not going to see these guys who have been hurt and are, are recovered that had big time injuries, they're not going to come back for this. It just doesn't really make much sense. I mean, you know, it's potentially so sided, right? If, like, it, like, yeah, if you were, uh, you know, like a top three or four seed, maybe, uh, but I can't see guys doing it, you know, just to get dusted by the bucks or Lakers. That doesn't make much sense, but you know, the original plan where they were talking about bringing back all the teams to get to, you know, everybody plays six games and then you start the playoffs. It makes so much more sense from a tune up perspective. Uh, the issue is every team you add, that's an extra 35 right. people or so that you have to account for. Um, you know, a, a lot of the bad teams in the league are bad because they're so young. Uh, not every young player is a knucklehead. Not every old player isn't a knucklehead. Right. But you're just adding, you know, more uh, potential for knuckleheaded behavior. And if you're trying to, you know, control this thing and and stop outbreaks and, I mean, I, I assume that they're not going to let guys just, you know, come in and out of the compound as they please, no matter what people have said. I, know, I just man. can't imagine they're yeah, not. They, What's the point? I was, I was, thinking, I was talking right. about this but yesterday, if, Dave. I feel like the whole you can leave if you want is just semantics. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to actually. Sure. You can leave right. if you want. You're not right. in jail. You, but, but you can't you come, come back. back and you fuck shit up. Um. People are gonna be really <laughs> mad at you, dude. And like you, rem- and remember yeah. what happened to Rudy Gobert, where nobody even knew, like, <laughs> just right. the, the appearance that he might have been the one that that ostracized him yeah. in such a way. And this is like with playoffs and championships on the line. It seems unlikely that guys are gonna, you know, quote unquote, come in and out of the bubble. Right. Yeah. And, and so you know, I, I think that. Um, you know, going straight to the playoffs is just that's the smarter move from a, you know, pandemic response type of situation. The the ideal scenario is to play those six to ten or whatever regular season games. So guys are, you know, back at games, game speed, hopefully in game shape before you start the playoffs and we get the best playoffs. But back to the three, five, seven, seven. You would get upsets. I think that that's why you won't see the league switch into it because you can't have the eight seed. You, you couldn't have the Grizzlies somehow beat the Lakers in well, the first that, round. Yeah, the that's playoffs. the thing, Dave. It's like it, it, I don't know that you can assume anything with with teams coming back. Right. right? Like we don't know what anything's going to look like. It is such a foreign concept to have this kind of break to to where they can't touch it. They can't really touch a basketball. Like some guys have gyms right? and some guys have access, yeah. but like for the most part, these dudes right. don't have access. They've, they started to get it back a little bit, but that like, that's two months off without being able to shoot a basketball regularly. Like there, like there is a touch and a feel thing that's going to happen. And so maybe they can work that rust off quickly, but like, it wouldn't shock me if we get crazy upsets in the first round, if they have a, a shortened series. Well, it's just funny. Yeah. Cause like people had said, we're going to get the best basketball out of this because these guys are arrested. I'm like, these guys haven't touched the ball, the majority of them, in a long get the opposite time. Like, of best, whatever that. They're whatever just starting now, yeah. Yeah. especially in the early rounds. Like, it's just hard, to, and that's why, you know, this playing stuff like, bro, the gr- over 65 games. I don't understand how you can justify like, and I know baseball does it with their weird ass wild, wild card, but like over 65 games, like. Memphis Grizzlies have proven to be the eighth best team in the Western Conference. Like, I don't know right. why we need Portland or New Orleans in there because of Zion and Dame. I mean, I, I just don't get that as an idea or a premise. Well, 
Right, and and Damian Lillard just told Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports that um, that if the Blazers don't have a real opportunity to make the playoffs, if everything comes back, like he's not playing, like he's just going to sit. Yeah, why? Right? Why would he? I, I, I mean, actually, I'm with you. yeah, I'm with him. Yeah. Now I, the look, pushback. Look, I've had people. Being, I've had people ask me like, "Are you hey, like, hey, you going to Orlando if this?" Like, oh, <laughs> like get in mind. So Zach, the same thing has come up yeah. with me where I'm like, well, you know, we have first of all, we have a lot of NBA writers at the company. Um, I think I'm pretty far down the list of priorities to go there. And also, it's not like I'm going to be begging on to it. Like, yo, get me to Orlando. <laughs> like, nah, I'm, I'm good from the couch for sure, watching the playoffs. <laughs> that would be yeah. fire. I don't know. Do we know, is Disney going to be open? Like, am I going to be able to, can I ride Space Mountain Ooh, every day? That's a great, that's a great point because See? I've never been to Disney World. Disney I've been to World's Disneyland a lot, but never been to Disney I'm World. Right. So. Well, that's a that's a very big disadvantage for the Bucks. If Disney World is open, they're never going to get the Lopez twins out of the park yeah. in time for games. Or they've never been more inspired, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, Brooke lives there. During the off season, yes. I, you know, I, I think that's a home court advantage for them. He the lives one. literally in the Epcot Center. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he literally lives he on house. the property. Yeah, we had uh, we had Keith Smith on Nerder last week, and and you know, like as far as the logistics of Disney goes, I mean, he worked there for twenty years, so he kind of knows everything. And he was like, "Yeah, I think the Lopez brothers uh, would have they'd be able to sleep in their own bed potentially." Yeah, they've got the the most home court advantage possible. So you know, Bucks yeah. Bucks champions. It, Congratulations. It's Buck, a lock. Bucks and six. Yeah, Bucks and six. Even though it's only going to be five game series going forward. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so anyway, uh, you know, the, the experiments, listen, I understand it. Like we all have ideas for how things can be made better. I just don't know. I, I think it's a little bit unfair that they've just played the regular season. This is the, these are the rules we're operating under. Um, and and just because of this extenuating circumstance, now we're going to come in and change everything yeah. while you're in the middle of a season. It's a little bit unfair, Dave, and it's mostly unfair to, like, the Grizzlies. Yeah, Dave, I'm with you, but at the same time, like, I don't know that fair exists in this situation. Right. Right? Or that it well, needs to exist. I don't think fair exists, exists period. Yeah, yeah. but, well, but yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. Like, in this situation, I don't know that fair necessarily needs to exist. I'm just for, let's not up the potential for for this thing spreading or this thing shutting things down again. Right. So like to the, me, the that's more like, curve just balls you 16 throw. teams in. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. The more curveballs you throw at this thing, the more bodies you add to it, right. the, the more likely it is you're going to run into problems. Right. Exactly. Uh, before we switch gears, Mo, I wanted to ask you because you've, you've been a part of this before. What exactly does it take to get these teams ready for these games? Like what, like, ha- like, in terms of like the personnel that needs to be on staff, like like Dave said, and we've heard, like it's about thirty five people, right, including players, coaches, all that. But like, what does it re- like? What is really necessary to get teams ready for these games? Yeah, like it gets really interesting in this situation because of essential staff. And what does that mean? Do you need the video guy? Like, I'd like to think you do because I was one, um, right. <laughs> you know, and I'd want to be there with the team. But at the same time, I can also do my work and and send it on with, via internet and things like that. Yeah. Like it's a, it's going to be interesting because going into the playoffs normally, it's like this is grinded out time. You're you're putting together, you know playoff edits you're putting together stuff of like the entire team's playbook you're you're going working with scouts and all sorts of different variables and you're basically going through and watching if you're if you're the lakers and you're playing the the grizzlies you're not just watching your games against the grizzlies you're watching you know how other teams played them who was successful against them who wasn't and you're doing all that stuff and you're still doing it now but now you're you you may not be with the team and have to send it off and and hope that you know, there's somebody on the assistant coaching staff who's versed with technology and can handle this stuff. And, right. you know, there's a whole other element. You know, how many, you know, teams have like five strength coaches, right? They have their head strength coach, an assistant, and then like four interns. Do you really need that many? You know, you're probably going to pare it down to two. So it's like you have to start kind of figuring out who's important and who isn't. And one of my favorite things about this is there's going to be a lot of guys who feel like they're essential staff and going to find out they're not. <laughs> Right. Like they're going to be yeah, told. It's going to be a reality check, right? 
they're going to be told, you know, and it could be, and every team's going to be different. One team might say, no, we need our video guys there because none of these guys know how to set up the damn projector, um, you know, or, you know, we need to make sure we have extra trainers available or, or whatnot or development guys. And, you know, and, and these guys are going to get told up front, like, yeah, no, you're staying home and, and, and feelings are going to get hurt with that and all that. But I think there's going to be a very interesting way in going about it. But I also think a lot of these teams have had nothing else to do the entire time during this layoff and have, I've known one team for sure. I've spoken to an assistant coach and he's been like, yeah, I've just been grinding in, in case we're playing playoffs. Like, wow. you know, and so he's been working since March and probably yeah. doing it nonstop. So, you know, some of these teams are going to be really crazy prepared for this. Yeah. For some of these teams, it's just going to, it's just going to stink if they don't get to get to play and have a chance at the playoffs. But sometimes life just stinks. You know, it doesn't stink. Hawthorne guys, Hawthorne smells good and smelling good is important. <laughs> Remember when we used to go to malls and stuff and go to like department stores, what I hated was walking through and someone just sprays a cologne at you. Like, hey, try this. <laughs> on that little, it feels on that like little piece of paper. Oh, yeah, and they hand it, it to you like, like doesn't this smell amazing? They walk up waving it. No, it's the I worst. Hate I hate that. But that doesn't happen with Hawthorne. Hawthorne, one, smells amazing. And two, getting Hawthorne cologne could not be easier. Get it for yourself. Get it for your dad for Father's Day. They they give you a quiz to take. You can take it for you. You can take it for someone else. And from that quiz and the questions that stand out, you will find out the scents that work for you. And oh my God, guys! I know some some of us are pretty locked up with uh, with a significant other in quarantine. You got to make sure you smell good, right? You got to make sure like you can't you can't be stinking for around sure. The house. You're gonna get kicked and what, out. And what get I like out, Zach is that they made me fill out this this survey that took. You know, no more than three minutes. But like, for for instance, the cologne, they asked me what kind of colognes I was used to wearing. And of course, I put the most expensive kinds of colognes possible. Oh, not, the, not, not Michael Jordan. No, 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 not the not Michael Jordan. <laughs> but surprisingly, man, I put all of these expensive, exquisite colognes on. And then what they sent me back was a nice concoction. I think between all of their products, I'm pretty sure they have like 50,000 different variations of products you could get from them, depending on what your needs and wants are. And what I got back, I finally wore that Play Cologne. Oh, my goodness. I Ooh. smelled so exquisite. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. You know what? Maybe Cologne's not your thing. You know what I love from them? Two things I'm into right now. One, skincare. The face cleanser is yes. amazing. Facts. The face cleanser is incredible. So you got to keep your face clear for all these all these Zoom meetings, right? And number two, Dave, we're washing our hands constantly. Our hands get dried. Yeah. Our hands get cracked. They got a hand cream, a hand lotion that is phenomenal. It makes me feel like I I've never had to I've never had to worry about whether or not my hands are going to feel good. You know, I've been spending a lot of time in the garage working on my motorcycle, do you know, doing stuff on my van, and you know, you're washing your hands constantly, keeping the grease off. That lotion has been amazing. It's the best lotion I own. Easily. Easily. You get, yeah. By the way, it's risk-free getting stuff from Hawthorne. Free shipping, free returns. So you get to you get to try it out and you can see if it's for you. And I guarantee it's going to be for you. Check out Hawthorne at Hawthorne.co. So that's Hawthorne with an E at the end. And we're going .co, not .com. Hawthorne.co. And use the promo code BACK, B-A-C-K, to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co. And use the promo code BACK to get 10%. Off your purchase from Hawthorne, hawthorne.co. So at the beginning of, of quarantine, Zach, and you'll appreciate this, uh, my, my normal, my preferred washer and conditioner at Costco was gone because everybody was hoarding everything, including shampoo, oh, which yeah. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? So we ended up switching it out. And within three days of using that thing, my scalp was itchy and dry and whatever. And then, you know, I put the Hawthorne to the test last week. And I got to tell you, still pretty moisturized and good. I'm not, this is, this is not, this is not a commercial, y'all. This is facts. No. And, you know, I, for the brothers out there that's listening, like, you know, it's not a one size fits all they make over there. You know, we got special needs and requirement for our stuff. So, and, and it's working out pretty good. Yes, we do. Yeah. My I'm brothers, I mean you, Zach, you know that. <laughs> right, exactly. That's, that, that, that's what you meant. Oh boy! Right. <laughs> oh, no, that's, all right. We'll move on. Um, speaking of making things awkward, woo! I made things awkward in the comments section of the Athletic this past week, guys. Let me tell you, people do not like when I rank things. 
They just don't. Power ranking and yet doesn't you matter. Keep doing and yet it. I keep doing it. Um, but it's I almost ranked... like you want to antagonize people, Zach. Oh, no, I would never. I would never stir the pot. You know, I'm just over here, just minding my own business. I don't like to stir the pot. I don't like chaos. I don't like any of that stuff. That's that's not appealing to me, Mo. But uh, but anyway, I ranked the number one picks in NBA history, all seventy of them. Now, you might be saying, Zach, there's 73 years. I'm not counting those BAA years. Are you kidding me? Those three years before it was the NBA? Get out of here. That's not my NBA. I started off with, uh, who's the guy? Chuck Scher, I think, in 1950. I believe that's the guy. So 70 years of number one picks, and I ranked them. And so, Dave, I know you're wondering, well, Zach, what's your, what's your system? I'm glad, you, yeah. I'm glad I made you ask that. That's right. I, all these things factor into the rankings. How good was this guy? And for the recent picks, you know, last few years, how good do they project to be? And yes, it is a total guess on my part. But I'm, you know, I feel I feel decently educated in that. Also, what were their accolades during their careers? How much did they bring to the franchise? Did they bring a championship to that franchise? Did they ruin things for that franchise? What were their statistical accomplishments? And was anybody better taken after them in that draft? So, let me tell you. The top five, uh, we'll go top... I'll give you the top six right now, all right? So number six was Akeem Olajuwon, who later became Hakeem Olajuwon Laws. I don't know if you remember that. I do. But Akeem Olajuwon became, or ranked in number six. Apparently, controversially, Shaquille O'Neal was higher than him at five, which a lot of people did not like. Tim Duncan was four, LeBron James was three, Magic Johnson was two, and Lou Alcindor was number one. Uh, who later became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was. I don't know if you remember that. Um, but so to give people bonus points if they change their name, exactly, you get a bonus point if you change your name. That's <laughs> also in the system. Uh, but so, all right, a lot of people were mad that LeBron was number three. A lot of people were mad that Zion Williamson was in this at, at all, and that I had projected him <laughs> to be decent. Uh, but what, look, I needed a round number, Dave. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, exactly. Come on, yeah. guys. And it's yeah, fun. Get with the program. And it's fun. Yeah. This is another thing. All right, let me rant a little bit. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> this shit is supposed to be fun, okay? Basketball, talking about it, ranking it, all that shit. It's supposed to be fun. And you know what I had in this? I had fun ranking this. And the comments are mostly fun. Uh, the, my favorite the, that I've seen so far is the guy who thinks you disrespected Russell Westbrook. And I don't know. I don't know if you disrespected him because you called what he did uh, in Oklahoma City averaging a triple-double a st- statistical show. Is that what it was? Let's see. Let me pull that up again. Me, a I statistical show for the post-Kevin Durant Oklahoma City Thunder fans. I mean, you literally are saying he put on a show yeah. for the fans. I mean, that's his job. Uh, or was he mad that you left a guy who was the number four pick <laughs> off the list of number one picks? I, I don't know which because he's not very clear. No, there's a- uh, so my advice is just be more you know, clear in your criticism. We all want to hammer Zach when he messes up, but right. we need to know what you're hammering is, him for. Is no the, one is, is upset that you're hammering you're me. Asking, if the question is which part <laughs> of something somebody on the internet is mad about, the answer is always all of the above. That's always the case. Yeah. I mean, you gave Russell Westbrook a compliment. You included his name, yeah. you know, in a paragraph about Oscar Robertson, who's one of the, you know, one of the best players ever to play in the NBA, yeah. I'm told. And uh, people still aren't happy. I don't get it. I mean, next week, see where he ranks in the top number four picks of all time. Okay. Let's see. Let's see where that goes. But um, my, my another uh, another favorite criticism because I tried to like avoid these because I didn't know what we were going to do with the pods with them and everything. So I tried to avoid the comments yeah. early on. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I did see one where it was no mention of the territorial picks used in this, and there is legitimately a part where I Gosh. said I'm ignoring territorial picks that were uh, that existed from like 1949 <laughs> to 1966 when they reworked the draft system. Uh, so I literally said like I'm not counting these as picks because they're not fair picks. Like they're not like that doesn't exist. So um, so someone did you know criticize me for that? I'm like no, I I clearly addressed that right here. 
Yeah. I'll be sure to read more carefully next time before I comment. Oh, I just asked you, just so, just skim it. Just with the two eyes. You know, whenever I see you're writing something, I just fire up all my burner athletic accounts to start (laughs) putting in comments. And it also just reinforces the fact that no one reads an intro anymore. They just don't. (laughs) None. There's no need to. My next article, uh, I just want the intro to just say intro. Right. My, yeah, it's usually like a placeholder when I'm, when I'm structuring these articles. I, I put literally in all caps intro, and I might just leave it next time. There we go. Yeah. Uh, number two picks are filed, but oh, wait for number three picks. You're just getting intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't I don't want to ask you guys to go through all 70 because what a, what a ridiculous thing to do. But um, I did want to ask, so at the end – I ranked Anthony Bennett as the worst, 70th pick, right? Yeah. Um, because he was – I mean he was pretty oh, terrible. I'm not trying to be mean about it, but he was – freaking he, qualifying offer picked up. <laughs> he was right. the number yeah. one well, he was pick bad. in the draft. But I do have to and ask it, you – one thing was is that Gene Melchior, who was the number one pick for the Baltimore Bullets back in 1951, never actually played. He had a lifetime ban from a point oh shaving God. incident in college, and the NBA did not allow him to play, even though he was the number one pick. And so I put him 69th instead of 70. I put Anthony Bennett behind a guy who was not allowed to play. Is that no? Me? It's not because we have to assume <laughs> we have to assume that if that homie never committed a felony, he would right. have played. <laughs> Well, he pled guilty to a what, misdemeanor. Oh, okay. What was money involved <laughs> and, and it, in your decision making at all? Because Anthony Bennett made millions yeah. of dollars. That's well, true. Yeah, Gene Gene didn't Gene, Gene made didn't a little bit of money any, off this, yeah. but Yeah, it was all uh probably lost when he when he pled And they guilty. still won the game. <laughs> right. He just kept the score down. You know, you know he's oh, just man. kept it close. Uh, it's just no you know, we have, we have some yeah. guys who do it who who try to keep games exciting. That's all. Yeah. I think Bennett being him being so bad uh, without, you know, injury or uh, point shaving scandal. I, yeah. And, and he's making millions of dollars. I think he's definitely worse. The yeah, only thing the only thing that's unfair about it is it's not his fault. It's the Cavs fault for picking him. One. Right. Because no one had. I mean, right. I still remember that night when I they was announced in- Anthony Bennett. I was like. What? Uh, and I started like looking through all these mock drafts. I was like, wait a second. Like, I didn't see this anywhere. We all, we're, I was in the draft war room with the Clippers. I think, I'm pretty sure this, is, this was my last draft war room. And I just remember all of us just kind of waiting. And then they announced a pick and everybody's head popped up like, what? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> like, we were all stunned. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go the comments section on you here, Zach, right. and say, Greg Oden behind Kwame Brown. That one feels mean. <laughs> Greg Oden was great when he was healthy. He was, but he played like he 80 games. Kwame had a 12-year career. Kwame had no skills whatsoever. We've all seen years. the video. Like, we know. Years. <laughs> he played 12 and years. And we can't man. fault the guy for having small hands. Nothing wrong with that, man. That's just sometimes it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> also, Greg Oden gets knocked, and look, not his fault, but Kevin Durant went after him. Uh, I know. I, mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know if anyone's heard that before. I think you got but Kevin Durant um, was not. I think the you got pick. Blake Griffin a little bit too low. Like you know, him, okay, him and Chris fair. Paul had a very big hand in like making that franchise go from like absolute laughing stock of sports, not just the NBA, to. You know, one of the most respected franchises in the league, you know. And, of course, part of I that mean, has to do with their owner leaving because of, you know. But, sure. But you know what? <laughs> You're right, though, Waz, because Blake Griffin got the Clippers a meeting oh, with seriously? LeBron during his free agency. Oh. Like, that was – I mean, that was unheard of. Like I, I should have put that in his accomplishments list. You know, it, 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 it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> so, Joe Smith not only was not a great number one pick, but costing the Wolves two firsts should make him even worse. But here's the thing. I, I do not put that's, that on Joe Smith. Yes, he did cost the right, draft right. picks. That's, but that's on the Wolves were his fault. stupid enough reality. to put that in writing. Yeah, that's on the owner, that's, man. That's, that's Kevin McHale and Glenn Taylor, Taylor right there. I, I, don't, I don't think you're wrong, Dave. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So that for on, that, I'm, I'm that definitely going to put Blake above Tommy Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. Like, yeah, get out of here. Well, here's my so here's my thought on that, right? Um, one, Kyrie, granted, it's tough because 
he attached like LeBron got attached to him, but like he did win a championship <laughs> and he was great. He was great in that. He ring, was right? and, and he made all star teams and all of that stuff when you yeah. And, and and with Ben Simmons, like I'm looking at Blake as like I think he's kind of done in terms of being a superstar, being an impact player because I just don't know that his body can hold up anymore for that that haul. So I'm kind of capping what he's done at that. Even if maybe he'll make an All Star game or two moving forward. But with Ben Simmons, I looked at it and I and I put all right. Let's say he doesn't get any better than he is right now, right? And he maintains these averages and this level of play for the next decade. He's going like to end six up all as stars one of three, and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like all stars, maybe a half a dozen all defensive team selections yeah. I put. And his career numbers will be in the range of 16,000 points, 8,000 assists, 8,000 rebounds. Only LeBron and Jason Kidd have right. done that. Pretty right, good. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. like, like that, that's, that's pretty good. And okay, he's got Ingram behind him. He's got Jalen Brown behind him. He's got Pascal Siakam behind him in that draft. And those are all going to, like, they are very good players and they're going to be very good players moving forward. But I, it's not like a Michael Jordan got drafted after no. him, right? Yeah. So that was, uh, that was my logic. Of, granted, this is projecting with him. But even if he just stays the same player for the next decade, like, that's still a really good player. I do. Zach, I got to tell you, I think he did a pretty good job here. Uh, the comments disagree, Dave. I appreciate I, it, but the comments I think do they're not wrong. agree. Yeah, you I, they're wrong. Like, equivalent with I'm LeBron looking at like, the Magic. top 15. I don't even think that's yeah. even that's, comparable. Right. That's not at all. <laughs> like, that's not yeah, at all like, comparable. Magic is responsible for who that franchise is. Like the identity, the brand of the franchise. Like he defined that entire era. Like that's Showtime. They don't show LeBron with Magic Johnson. True. Right, exactly. Five championships and three MVPs on the damn team. Like, I'm sorry. Like, nine NBA finals. Like, you know. Granted, LeBron took the Cavs to, like, nine NBA finals, too. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I also think there's something about, like, the Lakers were still always pretty good, right? Like, he put them in another stratosphere. But that was a pretty good franchise since they took him from Minneapolis. Cleveland was... LeBron did... Bring yeah. the Cavs into not being the Cavs yeah. for a while, and then we're gonna, and then, and then you have the hometown angle. Even though he's from Akron, which is like saying Irvine is Los Angeles, but like whatever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hometown, you know, sprinkle on it, whatever. Or pa- or Palmdale is Los Angeles. I did, Palm I did appreciate <laughs> Palmdale P. All right, here we go. <laughs> that, but that's a th- all right. Let me let me get back to these cyclists as I'm going up Mount Wilson. The other day, all right. <laughs> Is that as you get halfway up to Mount Wilson, there is a sign that says Palmdale this You're way. Right. It's, it's nowhere, nowhere near LA. <laughs> it's another planet. Um, I do, I do appreciate in the the Hakeem Olajuwon part where you just mentioned that everybody does kill the Blazers for taking Sam Bowie, but nobody kills the Rockets for Hakeem. Yeah, like that's. I mean, that's, that says fans, a lot about it. What, Rockets what Hakeem fans did. don't like, kill the Rockets for Hakeem. Right, you know, that's what I'm saying. But like that says a lot about what he did for that franchise. Yeah, uh, let me ask you a question. This is obviously, I don't know if this is even a fair question to ask, but like, if the Rockets never win those championships, let's say, let's say the Knicks win, <laughs> say the Knicks win a championship, say the Knicks <laughs> win, and say the Magic win in '94 and '95, mm-hmm. right? Rockets go to those two finals, but they don't win. Um, do you think there's a a hindsight, a revisionist history of like, oh man, I can't believe the Rockets ended up with a team over Michael Jordan? I um not I, I don't think from anybody who has any kind of a thoughtful opinion right. because he would still have been an amazing player even without winning winning titles. Yeah, he was still an MVP. He was still yeah, a defensive player of the year. Exactly. I don't even think I don't even think there was much criticism in the time, even when Jordan was winning no. his three champion his first three championships. Yeah, because you know, was good pretty any. fast. Well, Right, yeah, he took him we to the also, finals in '86, right? Right, yeah. and, and we, Sam Bowie barely played for the Blazers. Like right. he, he ends up getting hurt and all of that. So, um, well, you hear Sam Bowie all the time, like you said, and you never hear Hakeem when people talk about that, right? Ever, yeah. Ever. Like, I mean, yeah. I think that that's pretty indicative of, and, and it was always like that. I mean, I remember hearing about Sam Bowie. People would would make the Sam Bowie joke. I don't know, like '89. Yeah, all 90? the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Should the Blazers never draft a big man number one anymore? Just their history of it now at this point. <laughs> or, I, mean, I don't think I don't know if anyone should draft a big man number one anymore. Yeah, word is probably great. never gonna. Well, I, I should never yeah. say never. The Aiden uh, thing, DeAndre Aiden. Like, yeah. <laughs> Holy moly! Let me tell you, figuring out this whole Marvin Bagley placement in the number two picks <laughs> not fun. Not fun. 
maybe they're right. Maybe I shouldn't project these young guys. <laughs> for the second one, we're not doing this one. <laughs> I'm yeah, we're not doing the podcast rules. for number two. Once we get back to number three, we'll do that because we can just talk about Michael Jordan the whole time. Um, speaking of Michael Jordan, so check that out on The Athletic and you can yell at me in the comments. You could be one of 165 people uh, angry at me. Or I'm 165 here. people. You or, don't know. You don't of, know. Well, you, maybe you can try to blend into Moe's burner accounts on there. Uh, before we go, though, there was, you know, during the last dance, there was some some controversy, right? It was, hey, you know, Michael Jordan wasn't responsible for Isaiah Thomas not getting on the dream team. You know, like that's that's a that's a story that's not fair. <laughs> Michael Jordan denied it. You know, there was talks that maybe Chuck Daly didn't even want Isaiah Thomas on the dream team. Magic had a problem with him. Larry Bird had a problem. All these guys had problems with him, right? Except Jack McCallum, you know, famed sports writer and has, you know, a couple of the greatest books I've ever read on basketball. Um, he wrote a dream team book. And he's got audio of Michael Jordan literally saying, I won't play if Isaiah Thomas plays on the Dream Team. So, Waz, does this – does it matter? Like, we we knew Jordan was lying, but, like, to hear it – all right, this is a terrible example, but live with me on the spirit of it. <laughs> we knew Donald Sterling was a racist, right. but when you get it on right. tape, it feels a little different. Now, this is not nearly that bad or extreme by any means, but – does it feel different now that we have Michael Jordan's voice saying <laughs> To me, no, because even in the doc when he's lying about his his particular involvement in keeping Isaiah off, he says, Rod Thorne essentially says, that guy who we all know you don't want on the team won't be there. So, like, is it, even if he's, he, even if you give him, like, oh, which, you know, um, Jack McCallum's reporting clearly shows from his conversation with Mike that that wasn't the case. Even if that, even if you take out McCallum's, you know, audio of Mike explicitly saying, I said, keep that motherfucker off. Um, even if you take that out, it's Mike saying they knew I did not want him there. Therefore they kept him off for someone like me. So you're resp- He's responsible no matter how you slice it. I don't see how this makes it any better or worse or just the idea that somebody might, you know, in their own propagandized documentary of themselves, make themselves come off a little bit less petty. Um, I don't get why this matters. But also, ultimately. none of those guys really yeah, liked 100%. Isaiah at that time. I just ultimately anyway. don't think it's Mike. There was a whole thing, the Magic Johnson stuff, mm-hmm. you know, with the the HIV, the the rumors about um, you know Isaiah and, and his comments about Magic with HIV. Like there was a lot of reasons for Isaiah to not be on that team, but. Nobody should be surprised that Mike lied in his own documentary. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Dave, I'm going to go on a limb here. It's my here. story. Dave, I'm going to go on a limb here. Yeah. I don't think that's the only lie he told. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Five guys did not deliver a pizza. I can almost guarantee it. That They remembered too many details on the pizza story. It's weird. It yeah, it's weird for, you know. That, that was- and everybody's story lined up. That just doesn't happen, man. Like they they devised that I ate the story. Whole pizza. I did all myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I spit on the pizza. No, I. It doesn't make a difference. We all knew the truth, and Dave's right too. Like everybody, nobody wanted him on the team. It wasn't just Jordan. Uh, it gets credited to him and all that, and and it's it's nice to have the tape though to just kind of be like, all right, well. You know, it's it's for the millennials who will be like, no, Jordan said in the doc or whatever. It's like, no, here's the tape. This is what he said. It's it's well, it's a fact. One thing that uh, I was actually talking about on the radio earlier with with Amin El Hassan and Reggie Theus, um, I was talking like the idea that Chuck Daly maybe didn't want him on the team. Now I like I took it as I was like, look, if I'm Isaiah, I can't believe that. Like I just can't. And obviously Chuck Daly's not around to to you know, clarify anything, but there's like Chuck didn't want him on the team. If I'm Isaiah, I got to be spinning that in my head of like, they mean Charles Barkley, right? Like there's no way you could be like, my coach doesn't want me on the dream team. Right. It feels like his coach could have lobbied on his behalf if it really, you know. Could he though? Like does a coach have that power on the dream team? (sighs) Well, I mean, they do, they do now. I don't know. I mean, what does it say that your coach was like, I'm good doing this without any well, of my guys true. on that's here. That's true. Coach K got Mason Plumley on the Dream Team. Yeah. Right? So, you're right. And <laughs> Kyrie Irving is basically a lock no matter what, even though, like, you know. Right. You know. Well, it's the Dream Team brought to you by Nike. <laughs> he yeah. had that storied 11-game career right. at Duke. Well, yeah, I mean, look. You know. Well, I mean, listen, felt, when I was with look, Australia, we like tried. Games, when I was right? with Australia, we tried to get Kyrie. 
So, because uh, his dad had has Australian citizenship and yeah. all of that stuff, so we, we we were definitely pulling for that. You guys but. also tried to get medals, and you couldn't do that either. Um, <laughs> well, Kyrie would have helped. Kyrie would have helped there, Zach. I mean, you know, I don't know why you got to be a dick about it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> It's just funny to me that they find a way to not medal every time. Like the they, boomers they, are going to come after you. Oh, Zach. whatever. I might, no, they're not. They don't get care. in line. <laughs> get in line with, behind my nieces, okay? Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Yeah. Like I. Oh, man, I don't know. I. I don't know if I don't know if Chuck Daly, especially when you were dealing with like, we got Magic, we got Bird, we got Michael, like all the like. I don't know that Chuck Daly had. I'm sure he had influence and he had say. But I don't know that he could have overridden anything, right? I almost wonder if that's on Magic to have like, because because I know they had I know they had a weird relationship, but they were mostly friends. But I wonder if that's mm-hmm. on Magic to like be like, no, 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 we got to have Isaiah on and him talking Jordan and talking whoever need be talked into. Nah, I mean, that was you know I, I don't know. They clearly didn't need him. Yeah, that's that's the I main. I mean, they only destroyed by thirty three <laughs> points in the gold medal game, right? Like that's the right. main Look, reason why he was off. He wasn't needed, and everybody's like, "Look, if we're gonna go overseas and be spending all this time together, we don't need a dude in the midst that." Yeah, that's it. It's not very complicated, (laughs) man. Like, and Coach Daly was just like, "Look, you know, this is gonna be a fire experience. I don't need Isaiah there. (laughs) They're just going. They're going to have fun, man. You don't need that dude that's gonna kind of screw it all up, man, and and be a dick about it." Yeah, you got Christian Leitner already. (laughs) They didn't care. (laughs) They didn't even know his name. Did they they even hang out with? Did they even know where his hotel number was or anything? There's no way. There's no. They don't. They didn't even know if he was in the hotel at that point. Like they didn't. They didn't know where he was staying. They didn't care. Um, Where does I? I know you guys are asking yourself where does Isaiah Thomas rank on the number two picks of all time? Right. Like I know that was the next question you guys were all about to blurt out. Find out tomorrow on the Athletic. We unveil the rankings of the number two picks of all time. Seventy of them. I, I, I know you guys are speechless. Like you just you couldn't believe it was going to happen. Wait, what made you choose seventy? Um, there's seventy three picks, <laughs> and three of them were in the BAA. So okay. I just went, I just went with all of them that aren't okay. BAA. And and it's got a, and it's, it's a cool, got a zero it's a on cool it. Cool round so. number. Yeah, yeah. Cool round See, number. F- you you missed an opportunity here to do fifty. Oh, and really? Snub people. And just have really go. Mentions. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a fun mm-hmm. one. That would have been right, interesting. Maybe, you know what? <laughs> With a greater pool of players, maybe I'll just do like the greatest non-top five lottery picks after 50 greatest. Oh guys. <laughs> greatest the, the 20 greatest second rounders of all time. Oh, there you go, Zach. There You're we welcome. Go. And I can't Draymond w- Green and Manu Ginobili are one and two in some order. Yeah. And, and the rest and, are. And just to piss off some people, Nikola Jokic, honorable mention. Uh, I, I, <laughs> oh boy and I, I cannot wait for russell westbrook fans to come at you for that one too oh for that one yeah, yeah. how dare you how, how dare, dare you leave russell westbrook out of the second round conversation all right that's gonna do it for the basket buds edition of the back-to-back podcast thanks for subscribing if you don't subscribe leave a review if you don't subscribe to the athletic do that too what's wrong with you you can get a 90-day trial right now on the athletic and uh, that way you can comment on on my power rankings you can comment on articles you actually like or you can comment on this very podcast now you can comment if you're subscribed to the athletic and you can also get notifications for new episodes by just clicking follow you follow back to back for basket buds for nerder she wrote for all kinds of good stuff and of course check out the team specific shows check out hoops adjacent check out no dunks tampering house strauss all that stuff and keep it locked in on the athletic podcast network